It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He's at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Tighten Up Pod. Follow us on Instagram. We're at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is episode number 205. The Uncle NWI would be a perfect fit for Kyle Shanahan's no block, no rock offense <laughs> of Sodes. He does make a lot of a lot of sense in the Shanahan offense, doesn't he? NWI yeah. and Shanahan. Yeah. Don't you see those two Look. being a match made in heaven? Look, NWI and Brandon Ayuk straight up trade. Who says no? I don't this know. Pod, this podcast says no. No, we are going to talk some Brandon Ayuk a little bit later. That that so title comes from us via Corey Slovic at Corey underscore Slovic. Uh, shout out to him, guys. Uh, if you are a Tupper, then definitely give him a follow because he is a true true Tupper for real. That's my for real. That's my shout out to Usher and the halftime show. Jack and I are going to break down, uh, talk a lot about the uh, Super Bowl. Um, uh, more about T Higgins potentially getting franchise tagged and, or could he still be a Titan as well as maybe Brandon Ayuk being thrown into the mix, uh, with some social media posts that we'll discuss a little bit later. And as well as, um, Mike Vrabel going back to school, maybe question mark. Uh, that's good grammar right there. Cause I went to college, a very good one at that shout out to the university of Missouri. But before we get into <laughs> anything on this, so let's get a word first from our friends at relax the back. You guys know how much I love talking about relax the back. They've got a team that sets out every day to help people in Nashville work better, live better and feel better. And look, if you struggle with insomnia, you struggle with falling asleep or you've got posture issues. Maybe you've been hunched over at your desk for a while. You need a new chair. You need something comfortable that improves your posture. Go to Relax the Back today. They've got a variety of chairs that combat neck and back pain. They've got X chairs, office chairs, massage chairs. They've got neck massagers for those of us who are, all, are, are always sitting up at work all day, typing on our computers or writing away vigorously on our desks. They've also got Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses, the latest in sleep technology to maximize your sleep every night to make sure you're waking up and feeling like your best self every morning. So go check them out at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee. It's right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater, right next to Hillsborough High School in that little shopping center. Go ahead and do this today. It's a quality of life improvement. You guys need to do this if you have these problems. So make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. And with all that said, let's talk Titan. It's rolling around the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm sucking cold from What is up, Flamehats? Welcome to the Titan Up Podcast. Today is February Henry 13th, 2024. 
and another day, another dollar, another damn Chiefs Super Bowl. Gosh, how did this happen, dude? How do I they keep getting know. away with this? I, I why do they? How do they keep getting away with this? That's my Aaron Paul impression. Uh, I I don't know, Jack. And honestly, it's frustrating. It's makes me sick to my stomach. I I just don't get it. And it you know like we didn't even get a breather from the Tom Brady dynasty. And I, and I say Tom Brady because obviously he took he moved that dynasty south. He he let that dynasty move to Florida to retire. And I and and here we are getting thrusted right into yet another dynasty. And I I don't I, I, I want people to know, especially the younger listeners who uh, probably became football fans during the time of Tom Brady's dynasty. Dynasties are not a common occurrence. And the fact that we are living to see not just one, but it's like kind of Venn diagrammed itself into another There's dynasty. Like you have in, in one circle, you've got the Patriots dynasty. In the other circle, you've got the Chiefs dynasty. And right there in between was Tom Brady and with the Bucks. Like it is, <laughs> that is where we're at. And the, it's not normal. Like you're, the, they don't normally come around that often. If you think back before the Patriots dynasty began, what was the previous dynasty before that? The Cowboys of the early 90s? And then before that, maybe the, the Niners of the 80s? The Bills were a dynasty, but they could never win the big one, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they were a dyna almost. <laughs> like <laughs> they they so were like, like a they 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 were a dynasty emphasis on die, <laughs> <laughs> die painfully too, die slow. Poor Bills fans, but it, it is it is kind of tough, right? Because you're one of these teams on the outside looking in, as you know, with thirty other teams right next to you, and you're wondering, well, the Chiefs looked like they were so broken at times this year. Right, like they had wide receivers who yeah. couldn't catch. Patrick right. Mahomes was struggling. Travis Kelsey wasn't himself, and you lose to the Raiders, you lose to the Bills, you lose to the Packers, yeah. all in December. And it's like, okay, like surely this is the year. Like Mahomes and the Chiefs don't make the AFC title game. Well, for the sixth straight year, they do it again, and they just it, they slipped through the cracks the entire year, and kind of into the playoffs as well. Like they barely beat Buffalo. Baltimore gave him a run, you know, it took overtime and crazy Dre Greenlaw injury and other plays mm-hmm. that kind of went the, the Chiefs way in that game to get them to this point again. And I like, I, I'll say this, and I don't know how you feel about this. And it's, we're not going to, for those tuppers who are joining and who are absolutely sick of the Brady and Mahomes and the dynasty and the Patriots and all that, all those comparisons, this is oh, not just, a show just- for that. Just wait for our Taylor Swift segment coming up later. <laughs> this is not that, but I will say in Austin, I want you, I want to hear from you here. I feel like I'm less scared of this chief's dynasty than I was of the Patriots. Like the Patriots was straight up system. Like, like that was an, that was an impeccable system and they had the right players in place. Like the, the chiefs, it's Mahomes. You've got a really good defense and a great D coordinator. And then you have Andy Reid. I, I just, I'm not as scared of the Chiefs dynasty as I was of the Patriots dynasty. Yeah, well, this year it didn't it did seem susceptible, obviously, but like even in like their worst year, they still go on and rattle off not just a a a, a stretch during the playoff, but like according to um 
I don't know what the, the analytic is. Maybe DVOA or, or something. They, the Chiefs faced had the lowest odds of any Super Bowl winner of the past twenty years uh, to make it to the Super Bowl. Like they had the toughest road to get to the Super Bowl. Obviously, all of their games, uh, minus the Wild Card Weekend, were on the road. And they had to uh, like, and they were against really tough opponents. They had to go into Highmark Stadium. They had to go into MNT Bank Stadium, and they go in and they 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 prove that oh okay like here's a Chiefs team, Patrick Mahomes who had never played a road playoff game in his entire career, goes into two of the toughest venues and just pulls out wins from both. Now you could say it wasn't anything Patrick Mahomes did in those games. It was solely fueled by that defense and how dominant that defense was i mean they didn't allow a touchdown in the second half to i think either opponent if i'm not mistaken when it comes to the bills and and ravens um and even in this uh game in this against the you know the niners have a of terrific offense only allowed 12 points from you know the what the five quarters that were uh, you know like or i mean excuse me 12 points in the final three quarters being the third fourth and overtime Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's that's pretty damn good, and it helps to have that. It, am I scared of the Chiefs team? I mean, it's hard not to be. I, yeah, the the, the, the Titans under Vrabel historically played the Chiefs extremely well. And, better and than that's most. probably why I'm not as afraid because I see the Titans always give them a game and yeah. beat them more but often however, than not lately. We kind of have to erase the the board here, you know. Like we're starting over from scratch with this Titans. Like we don't know what the Brian Callahan Titans are going to look like. We don't know if they're going to be able to play the Chiefs as well as the Mike Vrabel Titans did. Um, but it's it's. I, I mean, the the thing that I guess worries me is that this team is so young. The Chiefs team is so young, and to have that much success at a young age only adds confidence and like you can say like you know like they've been there before they they're they're battle tested and all of the that you know sports talk radio jargon that you get like i'm i just think that i i don't i i would be worried however with that said like with them being so young maybe they are blowing their load a little early something jack knows a lot about no oh i no <laughs> i'm sorry that was that was a, that was a low blow Unintended. I, <laughs> what I'm saying is like Patrick Mahomes is a $500 million man, essentially. Um, his cost is only going to go up in the coming years. Travis Kelsey, if he signs another deal, um, will cost a lot of money. I, I mean, I doubt, I, I'm sure he'll play out this but contract. That's what we and thought, like, isn't this kind of the same thing? Like, are we back to where we were once Tyreek came up on a free agent deal? Like, Sure, they're not going to have enough money to pay all these guys. Well, they, their best wide receiver was a, a rookie in Rasheed Rice, who looks like he could yeah. be a dude. And speaking of Brian Callahan and how he plays the Chiefs, by the way, the Bengals were up 17-13 to 13 at halftime, never scored another point, and lost to the Chiefs, I believe in the second-to-last game of the season. Um, but I, I don't know. It's just It just feels like it's all Mahomes. And you know something that the Chiefs didn't do all playoffs was score 30 points. So that really shows you what Spagnolo did on the defensive side of the ball, and they had a lot of talent over there as well. By the way, yeah, but yeah, they know. they I'm, had I'm a. Just, they, I'm, not, I'm not scared. It, it's it's just funny, and like, look, not to harp on 
things of the past or uh, to uh, dance on a grave or anything like that. And I, I'm not, and that's not, I don't want this to be intended to do that, but Chiefs went through a stretch where they lost uh, five of eight games, five of eight games. They lost the, like the, the second Chiefs, half of the season. Yeah. The five of eight games in the second half of the season. And they uh, they they looked like they were reeling. Like it was like, okay, this this is this Chiefs team is not good. Like they're struggling. They're but just to go to show you how good of a coach Andy Reid is. Mm-hmm. Not only do they find their mojo, but they find it in a in a way to like lead them to a Super Bowl championship. Whereas you 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 flash back to just two seasons ago. When the Titans were reeling, and I know the Titans were were faced with a, a plethora of injuries, and the the Chiefs somehow remained relatively healthy, aside from a Isaiah Pacheco surgery that only cost him what about three games. The the, now, the, the Chiefs were Joe Thune was, was missing. He was he was a big Joe, absence. Well, Joe Thune in the Super Bowl, yes, but he stayed healthy through the playoff run. Kadarius uh, Tony, I guess. I, he missed the AFC Championship. <laughs> Kadarius Tony, injury or not, I don't know. He would argue that. Who's to say? <laughs> but I, it's it's just funny how like one team, when things are going wrong, they they fix it, and sure they have a championship pedigree. They they had had multiple success leading into that, but I mean, so had the Titans going into that seven game losing streak. And honestly, I think that seven game losing streak was the beginning of the end for Mike Vrabel. Like that was where it all started, and he just could not. He couldn't get it back, even with an entire offseason to build uh, towards his hand. And yeah. last season was more of the same. And that's just the difference between a championship-level coach and staff and what the Titans had. And I'm hoping that with this new – with Brian Callahan's regime, he we get a little bit of that, that success that they saw on their Super Bowl run and the success that they had following after that. But um, – I don't know. It's just hard. And, and, and Jack, it kind of leads me down this, this course of, for those of you that have become football fans since Tom Brady, since 2000, I'd say, since the Titans came to Nashville, really, you could argue, the, what you're witnessing with these back-to-back dynasties, it's really offset the perception that I think football fans should have when evaluating your own team and watching football because and it used to be it was just everyone was comparing their quarterback and their situation to Brady and the Patriots which certainly was unfair to many teams um and which I think is why you've seen the leash get shorter and shorter for coaches and for staffs and for talent evaluators and for players quarterbacks especially but and now that you're seeing it again, back to back with with uh, Patrick Mahomes, like you had the Brady era brushed right up to the Patrick Mahomes era, I think you're only going. That's only going to heighten it. And I just want to caution fans, and I want to advise fans, like if you're a fan of the Titans, like you you can't compare what the Titans are doing to what the Chiefs do or are doing, and you can't do it what what the Patriots did. Those are the outliers. Those are the exceptions to the rule. Would you, would you like to see the Titans become that? Certainly. And but there are ways to they? do it. There's there are ways they, to they, do it without a generational quarterback, right? Like like yeah. there, there's Brock Purdy 
I mean, they, they should have won that Super Bowl game. Like yeah. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, yes. all these dudes, very elite players. I mean, you could have said you the, could win the, Nin- with the Niners should have won this. The Niners should have won the Super Bowl uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo a couple years ago. If he connects sure. on a deep ball late, you know, like odds are that, you know, they had a lead in the fourth quarter. It, it's just. And, and I, that I, win would have changed everyone's perception about their own quarterback and their own team's chances of winning a Super Bowl. Right. When you have a guy like Jimmy G, who's not as talented as probably half yeah. the other quarterbacks, maybe 20 of the other quarterbacks in the league, goes on to win the biggest game of the year. That makes everyone feel better, right? Because even not, if you don't have that Mahomes or you don't have yeah. that Brady or the Burrow or the Allen. You've got a guy who's probably better than Jimmy G. Yeah. Who can go on and do some of these things as long as the pieces around him are up to par. Which we're is the issue too, right. We're not too removed from Nick Foles reeling off a Super Bowl victory. And he was a backup. So it's I, – I don't want people to think that like, oh, you need the Mahomes. You need the Tom Brady. Look, Will, Will Levis is going to lose playoff games as a Titans quarterback. He is going to – he may lose – he may go multiple years losing multiple playoff games. That's the norm. That is every quarterback loses their playoff game. Look at Lamar oh, yeah. Jackson. Look at Lamar Jackson for as great well, of a quarterback he is. I mean, he is a two-time MVP. And he, say, he has he has what, a two and five record in the He's got a bad the, record. He's got a bad in, record in the and- in the playoffs. And you and you look at guys like Dan, Dan Marino was eight and ten. Manning was like five hundred in the playoffs. He had to go through Brady, but still. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, we'll cross that bridge with Levis when we get there, and hopefully Levis, you know, and I think Levis is a guy who rises to the moment more often than not, especially when the lights are the brightest. But we'll see how he operates under Brian. Like Callahan. like like if the Titans achieve less than what the Chiefs have. I welcome to the club of the 31 other teams in the NFL. It's like, hard it's to win. Not, like, it's you, hard to like, win the big you, one. You can't hold your team to that standard. What you can hold for in a year in, year out, like is you try and win a Super Bowl and then you try and repeat. And that's it. And that's like, and if they don't, then it's not like, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like there's like, there's this ideology in football now where it's like, you need the next Pat Mahomes. And if, he, if the quarterback's not the next Pat Mahomes, you move on quickly. Like, I'm But now it's kind of changed, right? Because now now it's this, it's the system, right? Everybody's trying to get a McVay or a Shanahan yeah. or a Mike McDaniels, one of those guys. It's it's now but like having a great quarterback, awesome, fantastic. If in playing against Mahomes, it's like a prize fight. Don't leave it up to the judges. Don't yeah. leave it up to Mahomes late in the game. Well, and and you'd be you've got to be some sort of idiot if you think that Patrick Mahomes is the sole reason for Kansas City's success. No, hundred percent. It, it it is it is he was drafted to the perfect system with Andy Reid as his head coach because Andy Reid can design an offense unlike anyone anyone you can you can see like it's it is it, Andy Reid. And Patrick Mahomes have made this, and just like just like Tom Brady and, and Bill Belichick, because Tom Brady did not win a Super Bowl without a top ten defense. Who runs the defense in New England? It was Bill Belichick. Same thing in with with, with Andy Reid in Kansas City. Like if, if Patrick Mahomes went to the Bears, if Patrick Mahomes went to the Titans, even Patrick Mahomes is not Patrick Mahomes. Like sure he elevates the play, but it is the perfect yeah, it was I, the perfect storm because Andy Reid is a guy who made Donovan McNabb. He revived Mike Vick in in Philadelphia. He um um he he made Alex Smith a 
like a, a respectable 14 and two quarterback with Kansas city. Like Andy Reed is one hell of a coach and makes normal quarterbacks. Great. And I, and I think I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes is a normal quarterback, but I'm saying Patrick Mahomes, a good quarterback paired with Andy Reed, thus, thus becomes a yeah. dynasty. And Perfect marriage. You're hoping, you're hoping that Brian Callahan, it kind of sucks that it comes a year into the career of Will Levis, but you're hoping that Brian Callahan can do something similar to well, Will Levis. I think it's okay that it comes a year into it because now Callahan knows some of the things that Levis does well, some of the things he needs to improve sure. upon. Like Mahomes when he was drafted to the Chiefs was under no pressure early. He got to sit behind Alex Smith for mm-hmm. a year and learned in a fantastic system over there with from guys like Bienemy and Matt Nagy and you know some of these really good offensive minds that the Chiefs have had on staff since he arrived. Levis, like the Titans needed him to play for the last half of the season last year, yeah. at least play until yeah. he couldn't because he was hurt. However, and, the conversation now, it, it's not necessarily around the quarterback for the Titans. Like we know that Will Levis is going to have to take strides, but it's about getting the right pieces around him to make sure you're maximizing, you know, his tool set. And mm-hmm. the, the, the stuff he showed Titans fans last year, I, I think, you know, gave Titans fans a reason for optimism it, with his arm talent, his improv, his improv throws, his off platform throws, just kind of the He's way running over Jalen Ramsey. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so now, now the job is, and I have a, I have an issue with this. Like it's going to take three or four years to replace or to fix John Robinson's mistakes. I don't think it will. No, no, Austin, no. I, I really don't. And it, here's... Not, not, not with how much money the Titans have coming off the books and not in a sport like the NFL, where you can, you can see complete overhaul over a roster from one year to the next. Yeah, and let's let, while we're here, actually, let's go ahead and get into this wide receivers discussion. Let's do it. Because there are a handful of dudes that are going to be available this offseason. But there's two guys that we've kind of circled for today's conversation. And oh, yeah, let's do one it. of those dudes is coming off a Super Bowl loss. And he has been very active on social media, expressing his frustrations with his team. He, he thought that the, that the 49ers didn't use him well, you know, after having 1,300 yards. Why did Brandon Ayuk only catch three passes in the Super Bowl? You know, and so he's frustrated. And there's been there's there's been rumors about him wanting out of San Francisco before that game. And now yeah. after social media, he posts on Instagram, you know, why aren't you using the guy who got you there? His best friend posts on Instagram, like, that's why we're leaving the Bay Area. Like this, yeah, Las this, Vegas. His, it, his best friend's brother posted to his IG stories. This is the exact oh, the first of all, the eyeballs emoji which I'm sure just gave Buck Rising just the biggest heart on because, you know, <laughs> nobody loves that eyeballs emoji more than than Buck Rising. Uh, <laughs> this is the exact reason why we leaving San Francisco. Thank you, 49ers, for drafting my brother. This is his best friend. Keep in mind, but, you know, my brother. We are forever grateful. Uh, and then he says B.A. To, uh, to Vegas. Bay Area to, yeah. So, oh, okay, and then he, and then he, he says, and then why does your All Pro thirteen hundred yard receiver have three catches in the Super Bowl? And then again, another massive eyeballs emoji. He wants to be the number one guy somewhere, and he's going to get paid like that, no matter where he goes. But the thing is, he's got a year left on his deal because he was drafted in the first round in twenty twenty, while T Higgins was. 
whose contract is up and is expecting to be franchise tagged by the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, he was the first pick of the second round, kind of like Will Levis was, so he doesn't get that fifth-year option. And Brandon Ayuk and T. Higgins, these are these are the two got drafted in the same draft, eight picks apart. One's got connections to Brian Callahan, the other to Rand Carthon in Ayuk in San Francisco. And yep. they do a lot of a lot of things similarly, despite being different sizes. Like Higgins has the advantage; he's six foot four. Ayuk's six foot flat. Both guys would bring something that the Titans have been missing ever since AJ Brown left: yards after catchability. Brandon Ayuk, second in the NFL in yards after catch per game this year. T. Higgins, fifteenth. Two top fifteen guys in yards after the catch. Either one of those guys would be a great fit here, but. I feel like there's one guy that makes more sense than the other. And let's go through some of the numbers here before we Ooh, let's before, go through some numbers talk. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be quick. It won't be a lot of numbers. No, but no when, first of all, this is, this is, you know, we're, we're doing uh, one of sports talk radio's most famous tropes, the hypotheticals hypothetically, yes. which guy fits better in this system? Well, because the Titans have $68 million to spend this off season and that's yeah. not money that they're going to put in their back pocket and save for later. Like they need to get better now, and, yeah. and to spend money, you got to spend money at positions of need, positions that'll help you. We've heard how much Brian Callahan wants to bring in receivers because he prefers guys who score touchdowns. These two guys are dudes that score touchdowns, and going through it, like each of these players have had back-to-back one thousand yard seasons, despite being probably the second option, a one B option on their respective teams. T Higgins to Jamar Chase, and then Ayuk to Debo. Although this year, Ayuk, you could make a case, was it the wide receiver one over in, in San Francisco. Now, injuries, similar but a little different. Ayuk's missed only four games in four years. Higgins, nine games in four years. Missed a chunk this year because he fractured that rib, if you remember, against the Titans and kind of went on a spell or he didn't do a whole lot. Probably wasn't himself. But nothing like long-term to be worried about there. But the biggest difference comes into what their market value is expected to be this offseason. And that's essentially the most important thing we're talking about here. When you have two players that you know will come in and contribute, you know, if if they land with the Titans, Higgins is expected to bring in $74 million on a four-year deal with his next team. That's $19 million per year. That'll be 15th in the NFL. So $19 million per year to bring in T. Higgins. If you trade for him, you likely extend him after. Like, you're not going to trade for him have him for a year and let him walk. You trade right. for him and then you extend him immediately. Same thing with IU. You trade for him and then you extend him. However, his extension, according to Spotrack, which is a great place to go look if, if Titans fans want to learn more about how much each player is going to be worth this offseason, they've got great market value projections. They can kind of help you piece together what the Titans need, what how much that each person will cost, and you know who's in the Titans budget and who's not. Well, He's going to be $23 million per year, so that's $4 million more than T. Higgins would be. So you're paying more for Ayuk, more healthy, probably a smaller guy, maybe a little bit better yards after catch. But, you know, he, he kind of brings in some of the same social media drama that A.J. Brown did, and I know Titans fans don't give a shit about that because A.J. Brown produced. And at the end of the yeah. day, the Titans need a wide receiver that produces. Honestly, so, I would take I would take the tweets during the Super Bowl of AJ Brown saying, uh, you know, if I would have done that, I would have been, you know, why didn't you use been, me more? Yeah, that, I would have been killed. It would uh, refer to Travis Kelsey bumping into um, Andy Reid, which 
don't even get me started. I, I don't get me started. Jack, do not do it. Don't get me started on, on Travis Kelsey. Don't do it. <laughs> I won't, by the way. He came off as so unlikable in that Super Bowl, and all the Swifties the, are now, like, icked out by him. Yeah, the Super Bowl, uh, the all season. Uh, I, I swear, like, this dude. They didn't is, know like, him, though. Like, we've known him. We've right, known, right. We, like, kind of what comes with for Kelsey. taking his helmet off and chucking it off the field. You know, like, we we know that hands down. We know him for not getting flagged for offensive pass interference in the end zone mm-hmm. uh, in a game that Malik Willis nearly won. Should have won. Should have won, honestly. Okay, so so now that I laid it out, and we both know, you know, production's pretty similar, although Ayuk's probably got a slight edge there. That's why he costs more, though. Who are you taking here? If if you were if you were Rand Carthon, yeah, which player? Because you got to trade for both of them. The right. Bengals are going to slap that franchise tag on T. Higgins. We we heard that today in a report on Tuesday. Ayuk still got another deal. Both probably going to cost a future first round draft pick. So while you don't have to give up the seventh, maybe you give up next year's first, which probably lands somewhere in the teens. Which guy are you are you going to pursue if you're Rand Carthon or? Are you staying away from both of them? Or you want to hold on to that first round pick? Well, if I'm Rand Carthon, I'm going after Brandon Ayuk just because I know him better, uh, but not without okay. extensive conversations uh, between Brian the collaboration Callahan because, of sorts. Because Brian, yeah, Brian Callahan <laughs> knows T. Higgins better, but I don't know. I think it's I. To me, it's six of one half a dozen of another because i think they're both excellent wide receivers and i think they're very similar wide receivers if i mean honestly and maybe this is just because i'm a bargain shopper i'm going for the one that's cheaper okay i'm i'm if if i'm if one of these guys is the name brand and the other is the store brand i'm going with the store brand okay i because it's going to be the same great taste, and I'm not even going to be able to tell the difference, okay? If if Brandon Ayuk is the Dr. Thunder and T. Higgins is the Dr. Pepper, I'm going with the Dr. Thunder, all right? I just am. Um, I'm. You sound like I, my I'm dad. Not, I come home. Uh, I, I come yeah. home to eat dinner over there. I open the, the garage refrigerator. Right. And what do I see? A bunch of big K sodas. Oh. Why, why are those in there? Oh, Jack, I'm going to sit there and tell you uh, we've got – we're we're not getting a, a a T Higgins. We've got a T Higgins at home, and you're gonna you're gonna get home, and you're gonna see Brandon Ayuk in the cupboard. Okay, that's what's gonna happen. So I look, I I like, I really like Brandon Ayuk a lot. Um, I think obviously, like when you have a quarterback that can throw the ball like they did with Brock Purdy, he can. Obviously, we saw it thirteen hundred yards this year. T Higgins. You know what he can do. I, 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 in fact, I think he could probably do more than what we've been exposed to with him in Cincinnati because of how great Jamar Chase is. It's like splitting carries with Derrick Henry in a sense. So I'm, but I, I'm leaning Brandon Ayuk if I have to give you a full blown answer. This is really tough for me. Like, uh, I hear what you're saying. I feel like you can buy low on T. Higgins, like you said. Coming off this year, didn't even have a 700 yards receiving, had some injury stuff. But I think we all know what Tegan's can do when he's fully healthy. And obviously, Brandon Ayuk's coming off the best year of his career. So you're going to have to pay a little bit more to to land Brandon Ayuk for you know the foreseeable future, four or five-year deal, whatever it may be. I'm not totally sure that you have to give up a first-round pick to get T. Higgins. Maybe you can give up you know an early second this year, and then your third or your fourth down the road, maybe that's enough. But you know that both of these guys probably aren't going to be back to where they are. So I, I wonder 
how much leverage Cincinnati and especially San Francisco now after all these Instagram stories, you know, has with both of these players. Now that the market for these guys is going to be huge and there's other guys that are going to come available as well. Michael Pittman's one of them in Indianapolis, although I'd be surprised if he left Indy. But to me, if you could get away with giving up a second this year and either a second or a third next year to go get T Higgins, I think you'd do it. And I get it. You want to have a you know a wide receiver on a rookie deal, and you know you can spend money elsewhere at these positions. Well, I think if you can get Joe Alt or Olufashanu in the first round of this year's draft, and when you come up back on the board, you have the decision to either draft a receiver in the second round or trade that pick and a later pick next in, in the following year's draft, or an equal pick in the second round. Would you rather take a, a you know a second round rookie wide receiver this year, or would you rather have T Higgins? I would rather have T Higgins because you know what I, you're getting. I, I you know my take. I am always experience over crapshoot. You know, look, we thought Traylon Burks was going to be a star in this league. You never know when it comes to rookies. Give me the guy who has already shown it on an NFL field that he can be a star, and T Higgins is that. So Brandon Ayuk is that like, give me the experience over a coin flip. Um, and that's what every draft pick is, no matter how sure of a thing it is. Remember Isaiah Wilson, a offensive lineman, a large offensive lineman out of the university of Georgia, which is just a NFL factory. You would have thought for sure thing. Every, every NFL draft pick is a coin flip. So I will always take the uh, a, a veteran over a rookie any day, every day, and twice on Sunday, four times on Sunday, every time on Sunday. In 100%. fact, only on only on Sundays because that's when the NFL plays. Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays, sometimes Tuesdays. Yeah, and well, this year Friday, and Friday, Friday, Friday in Friday, Brazil. <laughs> yeah, Fridays in Brazil uh, and on Black Friday. Uh, yeah, no, it's a good point. Honestly, it's every day. Oh, Saturdays, I guess too on. Um, uh, late in the season, uh, once college football season ends. You know, I maybe it's because I feel like T. Higgins would rather be a Titan more than I could see Brandon Ayuk wanting to come here. Because T. Higgins, and credit to one of the sick podcast guys, uh, Jay Foote was at the Super Bowl, and he found T. Higgins, and he was like, hey, like, you know, high, you know, Gatorade Player of the Year in Tennessee, what do you think about coming back home? And he's like, man, I'd love to come back home. And he, he I, said a lot I know. of great and- He's said yeah, a lot of great stuff like, about Callahan, but it's at the end of the day, it's that, up look, the, and that thing, that thing went viral. Like, which I look good, good on those guys. Um, uh, but like, <laughs> what is T Higgins going to say when you get cornered in radio row? Like he's not going to say like, Oh, I would, I would not want to go and play for Brian Callahan. Like, like he said what he was supposed to say. And Titans fans ate it up because we are thirsty for T Higgins in the worst way. And, so, but I don't think it's, I don't think that clip was anything to read into whatsoever. It, so much but has it's to fun. happen. It's fun to it, hear. Sure. It's fun, but it's also like, let's not get our, let's not get all giddy over nothing. Cause until it happens, that's all this is, is us getting giddy. I mean, look, there's a, there's a probably a 90% chance that neither T Higgins nor Brandon Ayuk are in two-tone blue. But the Titans, with the, the money that the they season. have, with the money that the Titans have to spend, and the connections that the Titans have up top with each of these players, they're yeah. absolutely contenders 
to land both of these guys. Does it mean that'll happen? I don't know. You know, I could see Ayuk going to Las Vegas, like his brother friend said. Or I could see him going to Kansas City because they'll need a receiver at some point. You know, I, I, T. Higgins, maybe maybe I'm more attracted to him, not only just because of the price, but because I feel like it's the most likely of the two situations. Yeah. You think that's the most we, likely? Sure. Yeah, I would say the T. Higgins connection for sure. Um, but I, I don't – if I'm Cincinnati, I'm asking – I'm probably asking a high price for him because I'm not letting him just walk for no, nothing. That's what, And um, that's why they're slapping the tag on him. Because they're yeah, going to make yeah, exactly they, they they know he's not going to be back, but instead of letting him walk in free agency, they're going to say, you know what? Actually, it, I'm going to need a draft pick for T. Higgins. It keeps that it keeps that that even if the, even if he does play in Cincinnati next year, it keeps that championship window open just a little bit longer before that price tag for Joe Burrow goes up to forty some million, and uh and and Jamar Chase, you're going to have to re-sign him. That's thirty million. That's seventy million in the books just by those two guys. That's so, a lot of money. And hey, it is a lot of money. And look, doesn't it feel nice to not be that team that is tied up? You know, thirty million into you know your Derrick Henry and forty million into your quarterback Ryan Tannehill. Like it feels nice to not be that team to have to stress about that. We hear about Rand Carthon's connections across the league so often, and it, the more we learn about him, the more connected he appears to me, at least. Yeah. How fun would this be? A three-teamer. Bengals give T. Higgins to the Titans. Titans give him a couple draft picks. Bengals flip those draft picks, maybe one of their own. They get Brandon Ayuk. Niners have draft picks to build around Purdy. The Bengals get their T. Higgins replacement in Ayuk. The Titans are happy because they get Will Levis, a wide receiver who's entering his prime in T. Higgins. That's fun. Listen, it's not about making Brandon Ayuk happy. It's about making Brandon Ayuk's brother happy. Uh, we, <laughs> have we ever sounded whiter when explaining the relationship between the person posting these? I like we're like brother friend, friend brother. Uh, <laughs> we just that we are. Probably the whitest podcast out there discussing the two-tone blue. Um, all right, before uh, we get to some Mike Brable talk, let's first get a word from our friends at BetMGM. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code A to Z Sports and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sports books. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. Would Mike Vrabel be returning to school? Question mark. More at eleven. All right, back it's eleven. Back to school. Back to school. Yeah, I to look, prove to Amy a, that I'm not a fool. <laughs> the um. So wow, look at Jack dropping movie references on this podcast. I'm like that. I am like a proud father right now. In fact, I I'm got more my proud best of that. zipped tight. <laughs> Isn't it my shoes tight, tight? Yeah, but he oh, wears my a vest. vest. Oh, because he wears a vest. I, <laughs> I like it. Okay, no, I, jokes yeah. aren't as funny when you have to explain them. <laughs> no, judges. Yes, we will accept that. I should have. I should have gotten that. I should have picked up on that. Um, 
I, I'm more proud uh, at you doing that than I have been with anything my two daughters have done in their lives. Wow, um, that's big. <laughs> Thank you. No, yeah, Jack, Adam Sandler. I, Adam Sandler doesn't get by me. I'm the number one Adam Sandler Titans fan. No one can come at you, me for that. You've seen Jack and Jill, haven't you? Yeah, of course. Okay, don't say of course. Like you were the guy that saw Jack and Jill. Yeah, I, I will say I didn't see Hubie Halloween. That's that's my one blind spot. Okay, I I actually did see Hubie Halloween. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't know why. Don't ask me why. I don't even want to talk about it. Look, it was a dark period. I think it was during COVID, and if it wasn't, I'm just going to say it was. Um, Mike Vrabel could be returning to school. Uh, to a school near you, Mike Vrabel to the University of Tennessee. What? Wow. No, I'm completely making that up. But wouldn't that be funny if, like, he, after all this time, he finally panders to Vols fans by taking a job at that school? There were a lot of, I, and you know what? And it's okay to admit this. If you're a Vols fan and you heard that on this podcast and, like, that you heard that for the first time and you're like, you believed it for a second, tweet at us at Tighten Up Pod. Let us know. Let, let me know if, if you believed it for even a second. Um, and it's okay to admit, again, um, because obviously I, I don't think any of us are really keeping tabs on Mike Brabel. But there are some rumors of him potentially joining Luke Fickle's staff in Cincinnati, which would make sense, the Ohio connections. And uh, I do believe him and Fickle, they're, they're friends and may or may really not have worked, worked together in the past, correct? Yeah, they were in each other's weddings. Um, and they they do have ties from Ohio State, obviously. Fickle was the interim there, if you remember, in 2011, right after Tressel got fired. And it, when you look at Ohio State's coaching history like I did, and I was reading some of them off to you, everybody's got such great records. And then, bam, 2011, Luke Fickle, 6-7. and seven. And, you know, Urban Meyer follows it up by losing, like, nine games in an entire decade. And, you know, obviously Ryan Day's had some success there. But it, it, it does kind of seem like a – because you know, you know Mike Vrabel can't stay away from football. Like, he's addicted no. to football. And no. this role seems perfect. It, the, you know, when Fickle was asked about it, he was like, yeah, we're going to try and get Mike up here sometime around the spring when spring practices get going. Maybe an informal role, probably like an advisor or something, um, to kind of help out on the defensive side of the ball. Which makes sense, right? Like, if he's not going to do TV, which I don't think Mike Vrabel is really – I think he'd be hilarious on TV, but I don't think he'd like to. I don't think he would enjoy it. But hey, you know what? I'll go ahead and put it out there right now. I'll throw the invite out there. Where's the camera? Where do I look into? Right, right here? Okay. Hey, Mike Rapel. It's Austin from the Tighten Up Podcast. And allow me to be the first to introduce you to the world of podcasting. Think about all you can accomplish in the world of podcasting. If there's 9 billion people on Earth, there's 11 billion podcasts on Earth, and you could be on one of them. Maybe even this one, the Tighten Up Podcast, presented by A to Z Sports. Mike Vrabel, you should come join our podcast. Do you know why? Because look what happened to Taylor Lewan and Will Compton. It made a very rich left tackle and a no-name special team linebacker into household names. We could do the same with you if you join the Tighten Up podcast as our third or, you know, on some days and 
when Jack's annoying me, our second co-host, right? How awesome would that be? You could look, forget bussing with the boys. You could be mushing with the men. How about that? We'd I think that could to... use some work, but I think that it's a great pitch. Otherwise, we'd maybe even consider changing the name for you, Mike Brable. <laughs> so consider it. Consider the wealthy, wealthy lifestyle of podcasting. Podcasting where millionaires make their money. Maybe that's what it is. Millionaires, millionaire in it with the men. Or my, Mike making, and the men. Making millions with the men. But because forget boys, we're not boys. We're men. Rooming with Ravel. Rooming with uh, again. We're, we'll work on the title, Mike. Don't let this be. Uh, an, an, uh, uh, don't let this be detrimental to your decision. Okay. It could be a NASCAR so, podcast. Rooming okay, with yeah, Rabel. We're definitely losing them now, Mike. Just join our podcast, please. <laughs> please. Please. Great pitch. I Thanks. I think you I think you probably sealed them. I think you closed Mike Vrabel right there. I, I don't know. Look, if, if someone can get that video into the hands of him, we promise not to talk about your pooping son from the NFL draft, okay? We promise. We won't talk analytics, okay? <laughs> yeah, no, we certainly won't. And there's one thing we don't do is talk analytics. DVOA, DVOGTFO. You're not going to have to worry about soft tissue injuries with us. Well, maybe sometimes. Yeah, but... that's true. We're we're usually a pretty injury free podcast. Yeah, I've been so known to throw of, my back, but other than that, a couple of bouts with COVID maybe kept us away once or twice. But other than that, we're pretty squeaky clean right. over here, Mike. <laughs> yeah, Jack gets the flu just about every other week, but other than that, uh, we're pretty healthy. <laughs> yeah, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, the play was great. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, no, Vrabel's going back to Cincinnati. Uh, I, I do think, yeah, like coaching, I he's going to be, you know, he's going to get back into coaching somehow or another. I don't think he'll ever be a college head coach. I don't, no. I don't see him. Look, Bill O'Brien tested those waters and got right back out <laughs> because you have to deal with the rigors of recruiting. And especially with like how crazy college football is today. Who would want to be a college football coach? Like recruiting was hard enough. And now you add in NIL and having to recruit the guys you've already recruited every single year to just stay on your team and not transfer. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't think, I think this would be a, a job just to keep him busy in the meantime, before he gets that next NFL gig. Yeah. And Bill O'Brien, speaking of, he took the Boston college head job, which I think is just a big, there are no flags on the field. It's a Wait, miracle! Tennessee has pulled a miracle! Yeah. Oh He's my head gosh. Coach. As the head coach. What? He's the head coach. What? Former yeah, Penn then, State head coach, Bill O'Brien? That, that's right. And did, did you see Chip Kelly? Now, it took his role that he held for about a week. Offensive coordinator at Ohio State. So, some shuffling. But why would Mike Vrabel want to get into the college? Okay, okay. This makes so much more sense because I was like, how did Chip Kelly get the Ohio State job? I thought they already filled that, but no, you're right. Okay, so, all right. Uh, So, wow, I completely missed that news of Bill O'Brien. Yeah, Boston College news isn't really the top of the line. No, yeah. And, yeah, in my my defense, yeah, nobody's like really talking Eagles football uh, outside of Philadelphia. Um, So, should we bring back the segment? laughing at the Eagles. 
bring it back. I think we should start one. I mean, yeah. I mean, like essentially bring it back, like like almost rebrand laughing at the Texans and make it laughing at the Eagles now that Bill O'Brien's back in football. I'm always down to laugh at Bill O'Brien if that's what you're asking. It it brings me a sense of joy every time. So, I'm in. All right. Well, good. Then we will bring that uh, segment back. But uh, any final thoughts on Braves in uh, the college ranks? It's so messy right now. I'd be surprised if he wants to get his hands into all that. You know, he is power hungry. And being a head coach in college football is about as powerful as it gets. Um, in your little town or wherever he ends up landing. But no, I think the NFL's him, his game. I think he'll land a nice job next, next cycle. But I mean, this, this coaching cycle did not go the way he expected. So you know, he's, he's still going to be getting paid and he's going to go up and have a nice little life in Wisconsin. If you, if that's possible to live nice lives in Wisconsin, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it seems like a nice little gap year for Vrabel. Wait, a, a nice life in Wisconsin. A, a nice life in Wisconsin. Is that possible? Well, no. I'm. I'm. I. Why? What? Wait. What would bring him to Wisconsin? Well, Luke Fickle is the head coach of Wisconsin. Oh, I was thinking Luke Fickle was still at Cincinnati. No, Luke Fickle's at Wisconsin. I. This is. I. I am. I am just red in the face right now. I am so embarrassed and so ashamed at my knowledge of the college football coaches up north is what I'll say. Um, I, wow, I don't know where I've been. Uh, You know what? I'll blame the second child. I'll blame the second child as to where my uh, head has been in terms of college football coaches. And Luke Pickle was at Wisconsin last season, wasn't he? Uh, but I believe that was his first year at Wisconsin last year. Yeah. Okay. That. Jeez. Okay. Um. Well, this is embarrassing. Um. Come on, dude. So, You're a New Year Six team. You got to be on top of this. Yeah, I'm a New Year Six team. Meaning, I only care about other teams that make the New Year Six. Sorry, <laughs> I don't. I don't follow any lesser programs. Okay. Look, I'm a. I'm. I'm like the. I'm like what Bama fans have been the last few years. Like, oh, only talk to me if you have a shot at the playoff every year. So. <laughs> it only takes like one year to get there. <laughs> That's like one one eleven and two season. Oh. <laughs> uh, I am now a pretentious football fan. Um, all right, let's get out of here. Um, we we got to uh, we we got to leave. Um, we've overstayed our welcome for sure. If you should follow the podcast at Tighten Up Pod. <laughs> Look, if if the last like ten minutes of this podcast wasn't any more reason why you should follow us on social media. I don't know what will honestly <laughs> uh, follow us on Instagram at tighten up podcast as well. Um, follow A to Z sports, of course. And then my co-host Jack, a gentry on Twitter. I am Austin Huff on Twitter. You should give us follow um, as well. So we are constantly tweeting about the Titans uh, so much to where I, I think I make my bosses at work mad uh, with how much I tweet about the Titans considering I'm a country music radio host in chicago um i think they they're like dude seriously can you tweet about something other than the titans i'm like no i'm sorry the titans run my life and that's all and uh look if i've got five thousand followers uh probably four thousand and six hundred of them are titans fans following me so it's our curse we were born into the crowd 
you got to give the people what they want. That's how I got my following, and it's how I will continue to tweet. Um, but, uh, Jack, do you got anything for the road? No, I've really got nothing for the road. I'm I'm really excited for this free agency stuff to get going here in March. Um, but no more football seven months away from our next game, Austin. It's gonna be it's gonna be another long off season, but I think that this one's gonna be way more exciting. Just with all yeah. of the newness that's already arrived and the guys that will come eventually in yeah. free agency and through yeah. the draft. So um, no. the it's Titans be fans fun. Yeah, Titans fans, this is fine. We're finally an off season where you're not hampered by the salary cap, like we're we're gonna get to spend a little bit, you know. We're gonna be Julia Roberts oh, on Rodeo Drive. Uh, dude, another reference you. that Jack does not understand. What? Hold on. What was her line? Big mistake. Huge. Nice, Jack. Got, got it. it. Okay. Oh, never, okay. Now I am officially prouder than of you. This may be my best. Any of my my children. This may be my, my best reference out in the history of the pod. But anyways, I did have one thing for the road. Okay. If you're a Titans fan for the for the Rodeo drive for the for the Rodeo, that's right. Look, if you're a Titans fan and you're trying to pinch, you, you're trying to you know tell people that the Titans should be saving money here and saving money there. Why do you do that? It's not your money. Like, I, like, oh, shouldn't you want preach. them to spend every single cent of that? Preach, Jack. Like, that, the, that's what I. Why do you want them they, to well, save? It's more of an issue in baseball. It like it makes no sense in baseball when like people. There's no hard salary. People get mad when like the Dodgers uh, spend seven hundred million dollars in an off season, uh, but that's only because their team doesn't. You know, like it's like it's always the poor teams that are are crying about uh, you know spending money. But it's like that's what why why would you not want your team to spend as much money? And then in like the NFL with salary cap sport, why would you not want your team to spend every last penny of that salary cap? Reach that brim, okay? Like spend every dollar that you are allowed to spend. Or competitive advantage, and then, and then you know, we had this conversation a couple years ago when the Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry contracts came up. Why would you not pay them what they were worth? And at that time, when Ryan Tannehill signed that deal, he was worth every penny of that because of what he had done to turn the franchise around, and even what he did in the next couple of years too, as well. Until you know things went south for the entire franchise, but and then you know Derrick Henry. I mean, obviously, I you know he's worth every single penny. So, again, yeah, to your point, Jack, I have no idea why fans are not, like, spend, spend, spend. It's not your money. So what the hell are you caring about the finances of your favorite NFL franchise, okay? Like, make it you, – you do it in video games. So why would you not want your team to do that in real life? Spend every last dollar. That's that's the thing, right? Like, it, it, since it's not yours, why do you not want your favorite team to spend every dollar they can to get as good as they can or improve as much as they can? And yeah. the the big thing that you always see in free agency under every single breaking news tweet of player X was signed to team Y is overpay, massive overpay. Yeah, yeah guess what? Every free agent deal is probably going to look like an overpay. Right. Because there's teams you know what? that are competing for the same player that drives yeah. the price up. He's coming off a good year. Maybe you're paying a little extra for you know recent value as compared to what he will be with you. You're paying for what you saw, not what you will get. So that, that's inherent in free agency. Jack, I'll take crazy. it a step further. I'll take it a step further. Every job outside of teachers and nurses are overpaid. Overpay. <laughs> you know, you can, in fact, people should tweet that. 
for for everyone get, announcing a new job. Go just go on LinkedIn. Everyone should just go on LinkedIn on their every every time someone posts, "Hey, got a new job. I'm happy to work with you know Batavia Healthcare Systems, or you know I'm happy to to work with the, the Lombard Insurance Group." Um, yeah, yeah, just go and comment. Just say overpaid, massive, massive overpaid, overpaid. <laughs> massive overpaid. Comments. Yeah, under yeah. your new job announcement. <laughs> Seriously, like because that's the way life is. So yeah, of course every NFL player is an overpaid player. Uh, Great you know, like, Right. So anyway, uh, we need to get out of here. That is ridiculous. But yeah, with that said, Rand Carthon spent every last penny of that ninety-nine million dollars you've got to your advantage okay it's like supermarket sweep it's like you're not gonna go down the aisles and just put like one box of tissues and one jar of jelly in your cart no you run down that aisle and you supermarket sweep the hell out of it okay you do everything you grab every every last item on the shelf and you put it in your cart and then you try and get back to the finish line in time for the the before the buzzer runs out, Jack. That is a that is a game show that I know you are looking staring blankly at me. No, but super, I know what it is. I know what you it, know. It, Supermarket sweep. It popped up on Netflix not too long ago. It made it. I don't know if it's still up there. It made a brief stint. Okay. All right. I'm more of a guy's. I'm more of a guy's grocery games person. But you know, teach I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I know that one. Triple G with Guy Fieri. Come on now. I don't. I don't know that one. I'm not a. I'm I'm not a guy guy. I'm a guy's guy. I'm not a guy guy. Okay, I see that. He's not for everyone. <laughs> the uh, hey, three for three with the references today, Jack. I'm very proud of you. Uh, this has been your best performance yet, and we are just one week into the off season. How about that? The official off season. Um, all right, let's get out of here. We need to go well, again. We uh, even like ten minutes after I said we overset our welcome, we have overset our welcome even more. Let's get the hell out of here. Uh, until next week. Tighten up. Tighten up. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans.